one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Today's episode of She's All Fat is brought to you by FabFitFun. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. The Spring Editor's Box includes products like a Free People Eye Mask, beauty and skincare products from Kate Somerville and Tarte. Ooh. Also, many of our favorite celebs, including Khloe Kardashian, Bethany Frankel, and Ashley Simpson are huge fans. I commit to this wording. <laughs> Also me. If you're like me and you want to be just like them, then get the box. Check out www.fabfitfun.com and use the code SAF so you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Fatties, you deserve a treat, so treat yourself to FabFitFun. I don't yeah. need some dude sweating on me telling me, two more. Yeah. You gotta feel it. I, hate I don't that. I don't ever want to feel anything. I think some <laughs> don't touch me. Love that. I hate Not it. for me. Sophie. I'm April, and this is She's All Fat, the podcast for body positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only. This week, we'll discuss unplugging, hashtag Hagrid Hannah, and exercise, baby. I can't. <laughs> Anyways, what mm-hmm. are you obsessed with this week? <laughs> so this week, really excited. Um, summer 2018 is well on its way, mm-hmm. so the tunes have arrived. Number one, Drake has a new banger out. It's called Nice For What. You know hard times. It's a feminist anthem. I saw, I haven't listened to it yet. It's good. By the way, I got like several tweets being like, thank you for saying you don't really listen to music. I know that like it makes me feel like I'm weird, but I don't either. Just want to say I see you, all my other neuroatypical people who can't listen to music and have conversations. It's hard. I'm left out of the human experience. Damn. Well, listen, you don't listen to music. I didn't watch Harry Potter. We're both doing our best. First of all, it's read. It just shows how much you know. Anyway. <laughs> Were they not films? I mean, there's a difference between people who just watched Harry Potter and people who read it. There just is. <laughs> oh my okay. god. Anyways, I saw wow, some wow, tweets wow, that wow, were wow. like, Cardi B told us to like get ours and then Drake was like, yeah, and men suck, so I don't have to do anything. Is that the right vibe? <laughs> yeah, well, yes. So the Drake song is really interesting because he's always doing the thing where he's like, I'm a feminist too. He always has a lot of lyrics where it's like, girl, I know you're only a stripper because you're trying to put yourself through college, <laughs> which is like, okay, Drake. <laughs> but um, the lyrics, I will read you some of the lyrics for this song because okay. it really resonated. Had a man last year, life goes on, haven't let that thing loose, girl, in so long. You've been inside, know you like to lay low. I've been peeping what you bring into the table. Working hard, girl, everything paid for. First, last phone bill, car note, cable. 
and then later in the lyrics, in the chorus, he says, um, you have to be nice for what to these N-words, meaning, like, you have your shit together, you don't need to be nice to these dudes who aren't shit, which, hard agree, um, and then lists more bills that she's able to pay on her own, <laughs> but, like, So this is, like, opposite bills, bills, bills. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> didn't think about that interesting um and if he put out this cool video by this um super talented lady director who i really love the song is super fun like the beat is amazing it makes me excited for summer of me like sitting at the beach not getting in the water and just like lightly twerking on my own um next song recommend recommendation i'm obsessed with cardi b put an album out I'm sure you've heard about it if you're on the internet. Invasion of Privacy. It's so much fun. Literally, the album is, like, fun to listen to. (laughs) A lot of times, albums either feel like work or they feel like they're trying to, especially in, like, pop R&B, trying to, like, align with the trends or whatever. And Cardi B literally just put an album where it's like, this is me and my friends having fun. And all the lyrics about how she thinks she's great. And I'm like, me too, girl. My favorite song on it um, was our pump-up song for this week, so it'll be in the show notes. It's called Ring with um, Kaylani, who is another iconic hip-hop star right now. Um, So Ring is just about how this dude isn't calling her, and he needs to make her phone ring. He needs to make it ring. So I love the whole album. Ring is my favorite. Um, Can't wait for Baby Barty. Like, can't wait to see that that child. My My final obsession this week is my bowl so <laughs> a real bowl not a drug bowl not a, not a drug bowl even though 420 plays it um my sister and i just moved to a new place which we are super excited about it is heavily slanted i will talk about that in a future episode but um we did a like thrift store dive this weekend trying to come up with cool diy projects hashtag balling on a budget and i found the most beautiful bowl that i am convinced in my heart is originally from anthropology because it reminds me of it but oh. it's like this perfect bowl where it's like purple gold at the end i really like it oh my gosh thank you i'm really trying to live the pinterest lifestyle you are it's just like slightly just slightly to the left yeah which is fine with me because again (laughs) it deals a deal but um yeah i'm really excited about my bowl like for some reason the bowl felt like the finishing touch of the room it was like once Mm. i had the bowl and i put my earrings in the bowl it just felt like wow i'm a woman now this is a woman's room this is an adult woman's room oh my god so anyway um I'll put my bowl in the show notes. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll have a photo of my bowl in the Patreon post. Like, y'all gotta yes. see this bowl. Send it to me later. Um, So those are my obsessions. What are you obsessed with this week? So, number one, I'm obsessed with my mom. I win. Hi, Margaret. Hi, Margaret. She'll hear this in, like, ten months. <laughs> She's behind on the apps. Yeah. Um, uh, I went to visit my mom in Phoenix this weekend. We went antiquing near the shop that Edie Bryant's mom owns. <laughs> You're such a stan. Oh my god. I love her. I really, I'm like sad that she's in I Feel Pretty, but like I'll look beyond it yeah. because I love her. We all have to look away sometimes. Yeah, so we went antiquing. I got some milk glass. Hell yeah. I'm Sophie excited. loves her milk glass. Wait, it's have pretty. you posted photos on your Instagram of your mm-hmm. like case? Ugh, it's so yeah. beautiful. I got a really cool globe from the 80s that the bottom part has, it's like a wooden thing and in it has like three dials one of them's like a compass one mm-hmm. of them's like a barometer i don't think those parts work mm-hmm. you can plug it in and there's a it lights up and it still works and then there's two dials like towards the base of it that you turn to set latitude and longitude and then like a pinprick of light points out and tells you where you're looking oh my god that it's is so wicked cool. cool i'm really excited it's like an Whoa. educational globe oh my god yeah anyways Amazing. i'm obsessed with my mom we had Love fun that. and then also 
I've been having like a lot of anxiety recently, <laughs> more than usual. <laughs> not the normal lifetime <laughs> not, amount. Yeah. Not the normal baseline mm-hmm. amount that I always have. Where yeah. It's like 15% of my CPU. Nice. <laughs> also anxiety. me. Yes. <laughs> I have this sensation of just like built up buzzing background thoughts that I've just like not thought through because I've like pulled out Twitter. Mm, Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm just like letting it pile up until I can't think in complete sentences anymore. And you like can't even remember what the thought was. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like busy. Mm -hmm. So I deleted like all my social media apps. Mm -hmm. I have to log into everything through the Safari app on my phone if I want to do anything. So I do it a lot less. Yeah, that's work. And yeah, the only one I have is Instagram because like I don't really spend that much time on Instagram. I like, and I like doing stories. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's sharing feels different from scrolling Twitter. Yeah, totally. So I like did a bunch of reading this weekend. Also, I was like Googling different things about this, like ways to restrict phone usage or like ways to, because I don't really want to get a flip phone. I don't want to go the full, no, 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 you know no, what no, I mean? Like no. I need my maps. Yeah. And there were a bunch of articles. There was one that I found really interesting. I'll send you to put in the show notes. They thought that one reason Instagram is like less bothersome than Twitter is mm-hmm. because Twitter, Instagram doesn't have reposts, basically. Mm. Um, a lot of Twitter retweets are, like, anger retweets. Yeah, for sure. And definitely I, like, learn a lot, especially that justice stuff or, like, news through that. But it's also definitely part of what's very stressful about it. Mm. And since on Instagram I only follow, like, body positive people and my friends, yeah. it's, like, not stressful mm-hmm. to scroll. And mostly people aren't posting angry things. And if they are, it's, like, a very long, like passionate yeah, caption totally yeah as opposed to just like a lol this idiot yeah exclamation point exclamation point yeah which sometimes is like great or whatever anyways and then i found these two machines that <laughs> people have been using there's one called the light phone and okay. they're coming out with a second one it's shaped like an iphone okay and you can have your calls forwarded to it so it's when you want to leave your phone at home, mm-hmm. but be available for calls and stuff. Wait, so it's a pager? Basically, but you can, like, talk on it. <laughs> okay, okay. Interesting. It's like, and then they're making a, a second round one where they're going to add messaging. Interesting. Interesting idea. They cost, like, $250, and they <laughs> a lot of people have bought them. Okay. Then the second one is this thing that was originally called the Hemingwright. Okay. That's <laughs> like, I fucking hate Hemingway. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's fucking worse. Okay. Um, and it's a, basically, it's a type writer mm-hmm. with a like e-ink screen mm-hmm. um and it costs 500 oh my gosh i love this the only way to unplug <laughs> is to spend a thousand more dollars yeah and <laughs> it's basically like you type on it and then it like sends to your dropbox it mm-hmm. has like internet capability okay it seems cool, but also, if anyone else is a writer out there, I already have this thing. Mm-hmm. It's called an Alpha Smart. Okay. You can get it on Amazon used. It's from the 80s. It's just a word processor. So it's just a keyboard with like a little screen at the top. I just take it to the coffee shop and just like type a first draft. Mm-hmm. And then I do have to connect it to my computer with like a cord. Okay. But it costs $32. That sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I've decided that I'm part of a movement that I'm calling Nouveau Luddite. Oof. (laughs) So if you're a hashtag Nouveau Luddite, (laughs) join my movement for sometimes unplugging. Nice. Oh my goodness. Wow. How about how will you communicate with each other? Well, I, it's, you know, that's why I have the light phone to like... (laughs) 
It's only sometimes. Oh, man. All right. We also want to give a huge shout out to Team All Go. They did it. They did it. They are funded. We getting that out. Amazing. So you won't be able to go on and say like, rude waiters and my butt (laughs) hung off the chair. (laughs) Can't wait. Oh, I cannot wait. I'm so proud of them. I'm so excited this is going to exist. I can't wait to use it. It's going to be so good. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for reaching out to us, for partnering with us. Yeah. Um, And congratulations. Now we're moving on to our Apple podcast review shoutouts. You're tired of us saying it, but one day this will all pay off. When I'll announce, we're on new and noteworthy when we're in like season 10. Oh. Cannot wait Damn for that day. We're gonna post a screenshot every hour on the hour on our Instagram story. I'm gonna text myself oh. congratulations over and over so the confetti goes up in my iMessage. It's, it's all be great. I want. It's all I want. Um, okay, so thank you so much to the following people for giving us a cute little review. Were they all nice reviews? Do you check? Oh, we have not got a bad review on Apple Podcasts. Okay, good. not one. That's because the family's real. Real. We roll deep. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much too. It's me underscore. Did you mean Chris Stevie or did you just copy and paste it? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> it's me underscore Chris B. Cal Flan, Hanny Word, Queer My Life, Grateful Gal Pal, GLSLP, Roxanne the Fish, Valdara, and Dance XXX Baby. Thank you huh. all so much for writing those podcast reviews on Apple Podcasts. Um, Android users, we love you too. Write us reviews on whatever you know app you're using to listen to this. Yes, and then take a screenshot and tweet <laughs> and it, it to us. us. Yeah. Yes, and we will see it. Thank you. And here are the shoutouts from our lovely patrons. We got Jill Angie, Allison McConnell, Laura Beard, Meg Galasso, Melissa, Sasha Esquivel, and Melissa Catania. And now we have arrived in our correction slash news corner, one of our many corners, as you've noticed, we have a lot of corners. We got a little helpful note from a listener at home that I'm going to read right now. Hey, all. I just wanted to shoot out a correction for something I heard in this week's episode, um, which would be two episodes back. I heard April use the word blind spot and also referred to crippling anxiety. These are such commonplace terms that can be hard to notice but are rooted in ableism. So this listener also sent a super helpful article that I'm going to link in the show notes with a list of ableist words and terms to avoid. So many of them, like, so many. like the ones that I obviously used in the episode, so many of them are just like, you would, I wouldn't think twice about them, but then when you do think twice, you're like, that's fucked up. Yeah, it's really so, hard. They're so yeah. embedded in how we talk. They really are. So like we've been saying in this whole season, basically, making a conscious effort to not use those is super hard and we're going to fuck up all the time. And in this episode, we're going to call everyone Probably. guys like 45 <laughs> more times, but we're trying our best. And and really appreciate these. Yeah. So we're going to link that in the show notes. And please let us know how you're going in your journey to not say these terms that yeah. are hard not to say. The next apology <laughs> in our apology corner, in our gratuitous apology corner, our next apology is a hashtag. Sorry, Isabel. Isabel has been trying to engage Sophie and I in K-pop discourse for weeks now. I uh, can't, like, my brain can't, and I don't think I ever will get there. Sophie's been forcing herself, and either way, it's, like, not what you're looking for, Isabel. So I just want to say, like, hashtag sorry, Isabel, and if I do end up cutting this again, like, once again, sorry, Isabel. But tweet at us if you like K-pop and and Isabel can talk to you about it. Isabel, post something in the Patreon Facebook group, and people who also love it will talk with you there. And I, and I will watch one of those videos tonight, I promise. There's so many. I don't know that you should say promise. I will. She texted me a separate one. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay. 
And now we're going to plop in our little uh, Patreon scholarship info from before. Um, we've had a couple people say that they want to help offer the perks of our Patreon membership to people who maybe can't afford the monthly commitment of a Patreon membership. So if, if that sounds like you, if you want to be part, especially if you want to be part of team Paisley Moo Moo, which is $7 a month and you want to be part of the Facebook group, but you cannot afford the $7 a month commitment to be part of the Facebook group, then fill out the form in the show notes and drop us a line and let us know that you would like to be considered for that scholarship and we will try to match you with a sponsor who wants to be generous and kind. Okay, tip jar. This is your, I was going to say annual, but that's wrong. This is your weekly reminder (laughs) about the Patreon Facebook group. Mm -hmm. Um, This week, if you join Team Paisley Moo Moo, you will be added the following Monday. So today we just added a bunch of people. People are in there talking. Someone else is getting married. Everyone's getting married. Freaking congrats, you all. Anyways, a straight-sized person posted who just wanted to know if the sandals that were strappy that she chose could be uncomfortable for plus-size people, which I thought was, like, so thoughtful. Super thoughtful. And also a good question because I have a wide-ass, thick-ass foot. I have my boyfriend calls them hobbit feet. They're just, like, (laughs) bricks. Damn. They're, like, flat on the bottom and very high on the top. Jeez. (laughs) Send us pics of your fat feet. (laughs) Okay. Actually, don't. I hate feet pics, but, but tweet at us if you um, also relate. Someone did this cute post today where they asked for people's Monday brags and weekly goals. I'm so proud of everyone. Someone else I noticed in there is doing some embroidery. I got to message them about it. Um, it's popping in the FB group, y'all. Also, just wanted to say, we got a little email today from a special listener a boy member of a self-identified boy member of the family. They were wondering, he was wondering if he was welcome in the, like to join the Patreon Facebook group. And I was like, number one, what a thoughtful question That's from so a nice. man like wanting to be like, hey, is it chill if I'm in this space? Yes. But number two, the answer is like, yes, there are there are other men and like non-women, mm-hmm. like non-binary people and totally. genderqueer people and stuff in the group. And yeah, y'all are welcome. The podcast welcome. is, you know, we're primarily for women and femmes, which means like, as we talked about before, it's like a queer, a queer term, but like, you know. We're all part of the family. We love you guys. Hell yeah. We love you freaking all. Okay. <laughs> we love y'all fatties. We love y'all fatties, boys and girls, and non-binary people, and everyone else. Absolutely. Okay. So, also in this tip jar, um, some little tips from other people. Number one, a doctor who um, has written to us a couple times. So, here's one thing that um, they wrote in and said. I re-listened to the health episode. Number one. Can I just pause right there? <laughs> yes. Wow. People really are re-listening to us. I have not re-listened to we the health episode. <laughs> we don't need to, but love y'all for doing that. Yeah. I, I re-listen to my favorite pods. I listen to the read like three times a week. I mean, but I don't know <laughs> so that cool. I would have the wherewithal to re-listen to an episode like About chastising that. me. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. I re-listened to the health episode. Obviously, women are underrepresented in STEM fields. More interesting to me is that while the proportion of undergrad STEM degrees awarded to women is increasing slightly, that hasn't translated to medical school graduates, and more important, hasn't translated to medical research. I was trying to find if there had been any similar retrospection within the medical field on other marginalized bodies and people. There's at least some data, or at least reflection, with regards to queerness and race or ethnicity. One particularly scary statistic is only 1.1 of STEM PhDs awarded in the 2014-15 year were awarded to black women. (sighs) 
but I really could not find anything on fat bodies or really anything close. While there has been some pretty shoddy research on the effects of physician's BMI in patient care, I literally cannot find one mention anywhere of the possible effects of body-skewed medical publishing. I couldn't even find a descriptive mention of the possibility of different bodies behind the articles we read in sight. So that's like so interesting and really validating that this person was like, man, maybe there is bias. And like, also maybe we should be talking about who was doing research. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's like no data on it. I've gotten several emails saying that the things we said about how we should maybe think about who is doing research is like fake because science is always real or like saying, no, thank you. (laughs) Like science is done by people. People people are fallible. But the thing is when people write in and say stuff like this, it's like, I know that it's really easy to refute everything we said because it's the opposite of what everyone else is saying. So if you're willing to engage with it and listen to it and look into it further, then thank you. Yeah. Wow. And finally, just another rec from a listener for Julie Duffy Dillon, who is someone we've had mentioned several times before. Mm -hmm. We should email her and be like, our listeners love you. Yes, absolutely. So this person says, the podcast Don't Salt My Game with Laura Thomas, a non-diet nutrition podcast. We should link that in the show notes for sure. I'll try to listen to it. The latest episode had Julie Duffy Dillon on to talk about PCOS and a non-diet approach to healing. Her organization is called Food Peace. So shout out to those people. Hell yeah. All right. That is it for our corner, corner, corners. We should really get to the meat of it, don't you think? Let's do it. The meat of it. This week on The Meat of It. We're doing our first episode on exercise. <laughs> what character was that? It was Eeyore. <laughs> it's our highly requested exercise episode. In this episode, you'll find out Soph likes to exercise. I can do it. <laughs> Constantly when we're working, when we were, we like had a couple months last year where we worked like almost full time, meaning like 24 hours a day on the podcast. Whoa. And every couple hours, I'd be like, do you want to go for a walk around the block? And April would be like, you can go. I continue to drive around the corner to the Starbucks from Sophie's house. And then she gets mad. And it's like, why don't you walk? And it's like, I know. I don't enjoy. Well, so here's the thing we'll discuss in the episode. It's all about finding the method of exercise that you enjoy. Yeah. Just so happens I've tried all of them. There's about two I like. I mean, yeah. So let's just say we do not believe in health as a moral goal. Absolutely. If you want to improve your health in the ways that you can control, then that's awesome. A lot of people want to do that. Some people aren't in a position to do that. Some people don't want to do or don't or can't do things that would be like widely thought of as improving health, quote Mm -hmm. unquote. It's all fine. Mm -hmm. Nobody's here telling you you have to exercise. Like it's fine. And we all know that, like, saying, you know, go for a walk means something different for a bunch of different people. Oh, like, yeah. my mother has had, she needs knee replacements and she's had bad knees. And I know that telling somebody, go for a walk when you have horrible arthritis is, like, not realistic. Yeah. People have a variety of disabilities. So we're not here to shame you for not, no. you know, exercising. So, so what we're circling around is that there's this movement right now for, like, quote unquote, wellness. wellness. And it's very fat phobic and it's very, like, you know, it's kind of focused on surface Mm -hmm. health. Like it doesn't really have anything to do with like, are you taking care of you? Which has to do with like, are you in healthy relationships? Are you 
in a healthy relationship with yourself? Mm-hmm. Are you eating foods that fuel your body? Yes. Are you able or willing or trying or or thinking about moving in a way that's capable that you're capable of that makes your body feel okay? Mm-hmm. Those things are all different for everyone. Yes. But the like image of the wellness movement is like, you know, Hannah doing yoga. <laughs> it is. It's a thin blonde white woman doing a really complicated yoga inversion. Yeah. And then eating a, a yogurt. And it's just like not really about what's actually good for you. And I think it's very intimidating, especially for people who want to be body positive or fat positive mm-hmm. because there's not a lot of conversation about health and wellness that's right for you. That's not like change yourself. Yes, absolutely. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah, because because if you really dig into wellness, which we've talked about in our previous like health and doctor and such episodes, wellness has really become synonymous for dieting, and we're talking about something yeah. totally different. Yeah. So we're here to kind of explore how can you quote unquote be well while also while also being body positive and also yeah. fat as hell. So shall we? Let's do it. Um, so what yeah. is your what the forms of exercise do you like? <laughs> All right. <laughs> So I'll tell I'll tell my my overview first. So I have experienced something that I think a lot of other fat people have experienced where they had years and years where they used exercise as punishment. Yeah. So like I've been a runner by force. Oh I used God. to do Pilates in high school by force. That was a fucking nightmare. Um I was forced to be on a basketball team as a child. Mother, I'm still resentful about that. <laughs> I don't like sports. I've done every single type of exercise except for like climbing, like rock climbing. I won't do that. I value my life. No. Um so I've done all of them and so for a long time, I still like would associate punishment and dieting and like forcing my body to do something it didn't want to do with exercise. So I spent a lot of time trying to separate that. And I'm also just lazy. I'm very lazy. <laughs> I like to sit down. I like to sit. Everyone does. <laughs> I like to sit all the time. But the forms of exercise that I like are yoga. I really like especially hot yoga because um, I, I like when it's hot, even though climate change is bad. And I also just um, I just find it to be kind of like invigorating. I can take a walk, I guess. <laughs> I like you walking. don't. You don't like walks. Don't lie. <laughs> I don't like walking. But yeah, I will say like the forms of exercise that I have fun doing are like, yeah, yoga and... It doesn't even have to be. Oh, I had fun. fun. Yeah, I had fun doing kickboxing. I was just so tired oh, afterwards. I oh hate my kickboxing. god. Oh my god. It was exhausting. It's so much. It was so much. But I will say that, like, to the time that I did go to kickboxing, I was like had a lot of pent up aggression, <laughs> and afterwards I felt fine. Yeah. <laughs> like it really got it out. But That's yeah, for awful. me, it's just about for me, it's like about like leisurely stretching and spending time. Like being like, oh, I think my body can do this, but maybe so, maybe not. And then being surprised that it can Um, and feeling better afterwards. Because the days that I don't really want to exercise, but I still do, are because I'm interested in those like endorphins later on. Mm -hmm. Like that to me can make it worth it. But yeah, in general, I'm sitting. Especially on the floor. (laughs) That's kind of my overview. What about you? And that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, I really thought of exercise as like something I wasn't doing right unless I was hurting. Mm -hmm. I also think that came from like gym classes where what they wanted me to do hurt. The pacer test. The pacer test, the presidential physical fitness test, the mile, like all those things were, it's so embarrassing. We've talked about this, uh, offline before, just like the feeling of being the last kid yes. running up and the teacher makes people clap for you. Oh my God. So patronizing. So it burns into your brain. <laughs> Think about that. Those experiences are for me, what, like oh. 18 years away and it's still very much it's fresh. Awful. I hear the buzzer from the pacer test when I close my eyes. Oh my God. I can it's hear awful. it. It was very bad. Um, so those things were bad. 
And then I was not body positive, but I had a proto body positive moment Mm -hmm. when I joined swim team because I went to a very small high school and they just like literally needed bodies. Mm -hmm. So even though I was like, so bad, Mm -hmm. like lost every single relay, (laughs) nobody was ever mean to me. They were all so nice. Even if they weren't nice to me, like outside of the team, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, they like tried to make it a team. They're trying to be team players. They tried. Yeah. And it would just be me last and they'd be like, well, (laughs) God damn it. Oh but what I found is that I loved the warm up time of practice, mm-hmm. which was just like 20 laps of freestyle. Just my, my brain got so quiet during it mm-hmm. and it was so nice. Yeah. Just this like repetitive motion and just like moving mm-hmm. and your body doesn't feel heavy in the water. Like I hate running. Yeah. I will not run. No. You cannot pay me to run. But in the water, you can't sweat really. Like you sweat, but it's like yeah, it you're in the around. water yeah. and you feel light. And I like the way my body feels moving in the water. Mm-hmm. And it was like this totally new experience for me. Our friend Nina and I are going to try some boxing classes mm-hmm. because I was thinking recently, like number one, I'm clumsy. Number two, I'm bad at sports. Number three, I don't really care about sports. And so I always felt just kind of hulking mm-hmm. in a bad way whereas sporty girls like seem like they can own their muscles and bigness Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean totally yeah and so I was like maybe if I do boxing I can like leverage my weight to my advantage it will be to your advantage and I've never done boxing before so I don't have any like scars oh my god I can't wait to see your little hands in some boxing gloves (laughs) I'm so pumped oh my god that's gonna be great um yeah so if you're in LA I know about this gym I really want to go to called the Everybody gym. Mm-hmm. They also have this thing there. We're going to link in the show notes. Um, Fat Kid Dance Party, which is hosted by Bevan Brand Landingham, which is just like a bunch of people dancing and exercising that way, which also seems very fun. Oh, yeah. Dance. I forgot about dancing. I love dancing. I love dancing. Dancing is so much fun. We will link to all these things in the show notes. I've especially heard people are always raving about Everybody Gym. Yeah, Apparently, they have. Really good. It's supposed to be really fun, and they have lots of different pricing options mm-hmm. for a bunch of different types of people, They're which is super cool. They're very justice-oriented, which yeah. is awesome. That's awesome. Let's yeah. move on. We're going to do kind of a little mini exercise mailbag and hopefully we'll address some issues that might be common to some of our fat family about exercise all right so y'all know what to do send those voice memos to fyi at she's all fat keep them one minute max and don't forget to send us some fun ones once again i want to be asked what my favorite episode of the lizzie mcguire show is i might say it's a season two finale when she graduates from junior high school and she kisses gordo on the cheek in the class photo i'm just saying um mine is when they go for a bra Oh, yeah. I want a bra. We want a bra. Anyway. Question one. We have some questions. Okay, here's a question from Hannah. I teach group fitness classes, and as you can imagine, gym culture is not very body positive. My question is, what can I do to make my space even more body inclusive? I purposefully never mention calories burned or, quote, trouble zones and make my coaching about pushing you to do your best and celebrating your effort. If there's anything else I can be doing to make people with fat bodies feel empowered to move those beautiful bodies and feel great doing it, please let me know. Okay. And then there's um, another question we wanted to combine with this one. So this is from a different Hannah. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. How in the body positive movement do you take something that has traditionally been a weapon for discrimination against marginalized bodies and make it a tool for empowerment without being seen to, quote, cop out or be preachy? After all, movement in some form is essential to life. You hear that, April? (laughs) And can... Cannot believe you. All right, mother, essential to life. (laughs) And can be pretty fun. And it would be a shame to allow the, quote, I'm fat, therefore I reject exercise trope to win out, although perfectly legitimate if true. Also, as a disclaimer, though I am not currently fat, I do know what it is like to live inside a marginalized female body. Put it this way, in a primary school Harry Potter adaptation... <laughs> Get through it, <laughs> I just love this, Hannah, so much. In a primary school Harry Potter adaptation, I was cast as Hagrid. <laughs> and though I did not specifically audition for the role... I was gunning for Hermione. I like to think I imbued the character with a certain distinction and gravitas. <laughs> Iconic. I think, honestly, like, that is a sign. <laughs> Are you okay? That truly is a telltale sign if you believe, if you belong to the family. Like, would you have been cast as Hagrid in a school play? Oh, my God. If the answer is yes, you would have been cast as Hagrid, you belong in the family. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just like that end of the letter. I've read it out loud several Several times. times. It makes me laugh so hard. It's just so iconic. It just feels real. It's relatable. It's relatable. (laughs) I just, it's just exactly the indignities of having like a slightly larger or slightly different body in middle school or whatever. It's just like, yeah. (laughs) I, yeah. Here's what comes to mind. Always the Hagrid, never the Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Incredible. I mean, while the Hermione's all want to be lavender brown, and it's just like, get over it, Hermione, you're fine. Oh, is that lavender brown? No, okay. don't worry we're, about it. We're okay. ready, we're ready. Anyways, I love both of you Hannahs so much. Okay, so these are both straight size Hannahs or not fat Hannahs. Um, I really love that both of you are thinking about like, how can we make exercise body positive? Because like we just talked about, it's really hard with the way it gets talked about. Absolutely. For the first Hannah, as a like instructor, if you're doing classes, I think it would be really cool at the top of class to just be like, Hey, this is a body positive space. We're totally. here to make your body move and you know your own limits. And yes. I'm here to encourage you to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. just kind of a blanket 
thing would make me feel really safe. Totally. I've been to so many, like, exercise classes where I feel like everyone's staring at me. Yeah. Where the instructor comes over and tries to, like, alter the way that I'm doing something. In an awkward way. In an awkward way. It isn't paying attention to anyone else. Or they start out with, like, let's get those summer bodies, bitches. Yeah, which, like, like, stop, My summer 2018 body is going to be the same body in these sweats. Same as my winter 2017 body, so. Um, What makes me feel comfortable is when people say things like, oh, all stages of exercise, like, if you're, you're, well, welcome, like, if you're super advanced or if you're just starting it's all fine and like you call me over if you want to yeah. help with your form or whatever but just like do what you do or if you yeah. say alterations at the same time as saying the move mm-hmm. so it's not specifically directed at yeah, someone so you could helpful. say like here's two ways to do this move totally that's super helpful if you have control of the space you could do something like make sure that the posters or whatever show kind different kinds of bodies totally um, Which you I've could, never seen. Never seen. Yeah. You could, um, if you have a gym that sells clothing, fitness clothing, try to encourage them to stock different sizes. Absolutely. I've never been to a gym that carries leggings for above like a 10. No, never. I'm never. always like, don't, aren't you always shaming me into getting in here? What am I supposed to wear? <laughs> so confusing. They're like, oh, you want it? <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought you told me I had to. Yeah. I feel very safe in a class if a teacher is going to say like the thing they're doing for you instead of it being like, push yourself to burn that fat. Absolutely. Like being, making it clear that your focus is like, I'm going to show you how to, how to use your body in a empowered and strong way. Yeah. And how is this going to serve your body instead of how am I going to help you push quote past your limit? I hate that. Love instruction instructors who are like, your limits are your limits. I'm not here to push you. I don't need some dude sweating on me telling me two more. You got to feel it. I I don't, I don't ever want to feel anything. (laughs) Don't touch me. Love that. I hate not for me. Yeah. Not for me. Um, and I would say just keep being super thoughtful. Like the fact that you're even thinking about how to be intentional about this stuff shows that I bet people do feel super comfortable in your classes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, modeling something is a good way to avoid being preachy, I think. So you can just say like, I love how exercise makes me feel X. I love how this motion, this, this class feels very friendly. And I also think describing how each movement helps you have pride in your body. Cause I think the most body positive thing you can do is be like, my body did this for me and I'm so proud of it and yeah. I'm so happy about it. So if you can say like, Hey, I like lifting weights because I love how my body surprises me every time. Yeah. To me, that feels very body positive. And also a challenge to both of you. Um, fatness isn't the only intersection of, you know, body positivity. I would also really love to see more gyms be open and accepting to different kinds of either like, you know, I don't know how people like to be identified right now. Differently abled? Yeah. I don't think that's the right one. Like (laughs) Like if you're differently abled, if you're disabled, if you are someone who uses a wheelchair or if you're someone who is not in the like stereotypical exercise body, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of gyms are very intimidating spaces and very unwelcoming. And so it would be cool if in addition to welcoming fat bodies, you welcomed other intersections of like marginalized bodies. Also, like who knows how much power they have at the gyms that they they work at, Mm -hmm. but just being like, oh, how could we also make this approachable and inclusive for more kinds of bodies? Okay. Let's move on to question two. This is from a 16 year old Hannah. High school Hannah's I'm here for you. I love you. Love y'all, Hannah. I'm so glad you listen. We have a 14-year-old Hannah. I cannot believe. Shout. Please don't do anything I do. <laughs> but, like, I love you. All right. Yeah. All right. Hi, high school Hannah. Let's do this. My soccer team consists of mostly really skinny girls and me and a couple other chubby girls. But as they have most of their weight on their thighs and butts, they get away with being thick and aren't 
judged openly like I am. Even though I am very dedicated and determined in my position and have played on the team for two seasons, they don't treat me like I'm doing well and I'm a valuable team member. They always make comments like, you look like you've lost weight, as if I'm only there to lose weight and not to just play sports and stay fit. On top of this, they always look at their own bodies and say, ew, I'm getting fat or I need to lose weight, I'm disgusting. I know they probably don't see how harmful these comments are or how ignorant they're being, but it's so hard to cope. How can I cope with juggling anxiety, school commitments, this negativity about my weight from my doctors and peers? Um, number one, amazing that you're on the soccer team and you're like fighting for this. Hell yeah. Soccer's a hard sport, so clearly you're like tough-ass chick. Also, I think High School Hannah is getting at some discourse that we can totally do a future episode on, which is body composition. Yeah. Like, I think it's totally fair that if you're chubby but with an hourglass figure, you might not get, like, bullied or talked down to the same way as if you have a different body shape. Oh, yeah. Just totally fair. Big tummy fatties. Hey. Hey, what's up? Um, Listen, High School Hannah, I totally feel you, especially also about the comments about, like, thin girls talking about their calling themselves fat or whatever this really used to piss me off in high school so much i'm like not only are you talking down about my body but you're also being unrealistic and also they would say it and then like look at you and be like right and you're supposed to be like yeah my body's horrible oh my god it's horrible (laughs) irritating (laughs) awful what are you doing yeah i mean i'd say just like number one Depends how, if they're friends or frenemies. You know what I mean? Sounds like frenemies. If they're actually friends, if there's a couple you mm-hmm. think are friends, you could just be like, hey, that comment's kind of hurtful and I don't think there's anything wrong with my body. Mm-hmm. And just see. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you have to go full, like, educational course. No. I think you could just be like, hey, could you not? Totally. Like, in a chill way. You know? <laughs> Maybe. Or, yeah, or even little statements like, hey, I, I love playing soccer. That's why I'm here. Yeah. I'm not here to lose weight. And understand that, especially when you're up against a group, like, that might be super hard. Yes. And so don't get down on yourself if there are days where they make a side comment and you don't have it in you to be like, fuck you. Like, yeah. I know that that's hard. But the days that you do feel strong enough and you do feel like, okay, I'm ready to say this, one little comment and... Especially if you're a teen girl, it'll ring around in their head for the rest of the day and they're going to feel like shit and then they'll knock it off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Also, like, congrats to you for playing for two seasons and being, as you say, a dedicated and determined player. I think, like, it's so cool that you know your worth at the very least. You know what I mean? Like, I'm proud of you and I hope that, like, eventually they see, but also, like, I think what April's saying is totally right. If you can continue to just say kind of I statements of, like... I like what I did today. Yeah. Like you don't even have to directly respond if they're like, oh, did you lose weight? You're like, um, I got stronger this weekend or whatever, you know? Totally. And it's a hard lesson to learn, but I'm glad you're getting into it young, which is like, sometimes you're going to do great at something and and constantly be improving and be incredible. And no one's going to tell you you're good. Like no one around is going to take the time to acknowledge that. And so you have to find a way to acknowledge that for yourself and be proud enough in yourself. Because sometimes people are just shitty yeah and that doesn't make you any less of a great player and an awesome student and a cool ass chick you know and you can at the very least if they don't get it you could just say hey could we not talk about weight yeah as for your last question juggling anxiety school commitments and like negativity about your weight from doctor and peers can't say that i have a personally great response to that because my answer was disordered eating and depression also mine was go on every (laughs) single diet but honestly, like, if you're listening to this podcast, you're thinking about this, I think you're already doing better than we did. Yes, absolutely. It's super hard being a teen. Like, it's the answer hard. is, it's super hard. I I think the best you can cope is just, first of all, practicing a lot of self-care, cutting yeah. yourself a lot of slack, and, you know, taking walking it, away from the bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Taking it one day at a time. You're doing great, and I'm really proud of you. And, like, tell us more about what position you play, because, like, do you still wear those cool knee socks? Those were cool. 
The cleats? They would never stay up on my thick thighs. No, <laughs> never. And there weren't any that fit me. <sighs> You're doing great, high school Hannah. Keep us posted. Okay, next question. Hey, April and Sophie. This is Hannah. I was hoping you all could talk about body positivity in fitness settings. Um, I know that Sophie's mentioned her experiences at the gym before, and I have encountered many times in group fitness classes the instructor using a lot of language perpetuating diet culture, talking a lot about burning calories or getting your body ready for summer and things like that. And I feel like not everyone, like myself, is there to lose weight. Some of us are there to help improve our mental health through the good chemicals you get through exercise or just to feel strong. And that experience can be kind of alienating and potentially turn off a person from ever wanting to exercise at that place again or to do group fitness in general. So I hope you all will talk about this. Thanks. Bye. So this Hannah is basically asking from the other side of the instructor Hannah's like as a gym attender, mm-hmm. what can you do? This is a harder one. This is honestly part of the reason that like I don't do a lot of group classes is mm-hmm. cuz I get tired of all the little comments about like this is a great thigh buster. Mm-hmm. I'm like or your butt's going to be so perky. <laughs> you know. I'm like, you know what? You Ooh. can't get rid of cellulite. <laughs> it's there forever. Anyways, if you're lucky enough to be near a gym like everybody, you know, like go there. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is. No, I think it's similar to our therapy discussion, which is like you know the type of exercise you like. You go to the class. You gotta feel it out. If the vibe is totally off, if you're feeling super alienated, if the instructor repeatedly is doing this like beach body, summer body, feel it, whatever, push past your limit bullshit, then you have to go. And yeah. like it gets, it's first of all super expensive to yeah. do that. Super time consuming. Can be really daunting after a while. But sometimes I feel like I've had this experience where I find a class where like I click with the instructor. I really like the vibe of the class and I like the way that my body is moving. It can be worth it, but it will be, it will take some time just kind of figuring it out, I think. Yeah. And there are also people who are like almost there who are not quite there Mm -hmm. who like, and you can kind of tell that vibe. So if you like wanted to go up to the after class and be like, Hey, I love your instruction. Um, it would make me feel so comfortable in class if you could keep the like calorie talk to a minimum Mm -hmm. like I'm just trying to be here and feel comfortable in my body and as somebody who blah that Mm -hmm. feels really alienating to me and just see if they're open to it I bet like some people will be some people will not be because soul cycle no definitely (laughs) not you know a lot of a lot of exercise instructors they get enjoyment and fulfillment in their jobs from feeling like they're helping people feel and do their best. So if you go up and you're like, here's what would help me feel and do my best, then there's probably a bunch who would be open to it. Absolutely. And also there are a lot of exercise instructors. If you don't want to take your time to take the whole class before you find out if the vibe works for you, a lot of them are on Instagram and have like other lives as like exercise lifestyle people. So you could DM them and be like, Hey, what's the vibe of your class? Like, are you weight loss focused just because this is what I'm looking for and see if they respond and see if they're willing to engage. I've DM'd a yoga instructor in the past. Have you really? Yeah. And been like, are you going to be on that bullshit? (laughs) And, um, keep us posted on this Hannah. And also if you have an instructor who is open to figuring out how to be more body positive but isn't quite there yet maybe send them this episode yeah tell them to listen yeah um okay next hi april and sophie i've got a problem i'm a fat athlete who is 10 years in recovery from an eating disorder and binge exercising disorder 
and I've devoted a lot of time and energy to developing healthier relationship with my body and exercise. I'm finally at a place where I can do distance running, and I don't obsess about food or slide from running because I love to run to running because if I don't run, I'm a bad person. And for the first time I can ever remember in my whole life, I feel comfortable and happy in my fat body. In fact, I was doing so well that I decided to enter a trail marathon to challenge myself. My preparation's going great, but now, several weeks from race day, I'm starting to have serious anxiety because I know I'm likely to be the only fat person on course. My partner and friends will be there to support me at the beginning and the end, but there's a lot of miles where I won't have support. Running and finishing a marathon for any person is an amazing achievement, but I know there will be serious fat shaming and patronizing comments directed at me, especially because for many distance runners, running is just another form of toxic diet culture. I'm so proud of myself and how far I've come on my journey through recovery, and I feel like finishing this race is a way for me to celebrate that and to celebrate my body and my survival. Do you have any tips to help me claim my space here? Shouts to athlete Hannah. Number one, Hannah, I got to know what your accent's from. <laughs> we really tried to figure it out for it. like several minutes. Um, <laughs> Clue us in. Let us know. Hannah, it's so cool that you're doing this, that you are processing your feelings and anxieties about it, and that you are trying to find ways to approach those anxieties like you're killing it. And being super intentional about the difference in how you're approaching exercise this time. Yeah. Because that's the most important thing. Um, I I truly have such great respect for anyone who loves running. Ugh, yeah. And I admire you for, you know, pushing to, you know, keep claiming something that you love and feel strong in. I think, like, it's hard because some of these are spaces that we just won't be able to control or change. You're not going to be able to, like, control strangers at a marathon, it's going to suck a little bit. No, marathon culture, as you already know, totally exists and can be super toxic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Knowing that it's going to happen is one thing. And maybe having some mantras. I, w- I wonder if it would help to feel, to acknowledge that you feel a little bit separated from from this group, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like painful, definitely, to be like, oh, I'm different from people here and there's going to be judgment. And it's hard to not feel... Like you're totally accepted and you're totally part of it. But I wonder if it might help to say like, yeah, I'm not totally the average marathon runner. You know, I don't have the body that everyone else here is going to have and that's okay. Absolutely. It Um, might help a little bit. I also think maybe similar, similar to what Sophie and I have talked about in the past about like looking at body positive people on Instagram and then it sort of changes our mindset. There, I've been seeing a lot lately of like fat runners like being in the media and being interviewed for the same thing you're you're describing which is people expect that I can't move my body or people expect that I'm trying to lose weight but in reality I'm just like having fun and like my body as it is so we'll link as many as I can find in the show notes to people who are doing the same thing you're doing and so even though day of you might feel alienated it might make you feel a little bit better to just think and be like okay there's other people who are doing the same thing as me and they found a way to feel comfortable in that so maybe you can get there too I feel like this is a not often talked about part Mm. but anytime there's a fat or like larger athlete I'm like do people realize how much stronger you are absolutely not in a like and you are more powerful than you know but like (laughs) Fat people who exercise are literally carrying more pounds than than people who are. And that is hard. It's harder. Right? It's harder. It's just true. Like, you're so strong. 
You're doing great. You're doing great. You're doing amazing, sweetie. We see you. If you're comfortable, we would love to see photos day of. We love you. Keep us posted. I hope you have an incredible marathon. All right, let's move on. Um, This is just a Hannah who wanted to tell us some tips. Can't wait. Hi, Sophie and April. I'm Hannah, and I'm a straight-sized ally who struggled with food disorders. Finding a workout routine that works for you can be difficult. Anytime I try a new class and the instructor's like, let's get those summer bodies, I'm like, LOL, nope, not for me, and I don't come back. If my goals don't align with the instructor, then I'm out. Every gym has its own culture, so keep trying out new ones until you find one that fits. Or maybe working out at home ends up being your thing. For me, I like a class environment at a small box, locally owned gym. The members and instructors are always motivating and welcoming. They can modify any workout to accommodate different levels, injuries, or disabilities. Small locally owned ones tend to be more personal. Sometimes my class buddies and I will text each other to motivate each other to show up. If I'm not in for a week or two, the owner will call me and make sure I'm okay. Just find out what works for you. Fitness culture is rife with body negativity. Tread carefully and always stay sure of yourself because there will be people who say some dumb shit. Try everything unabashedly, but don't fight your body. If running ends up being torture on your knees, try swimming. If your body does start to change, anticipate people at work, family, friends saying things like, wow, you look great. Have you lost weight? When people say this to me, I try to simply respond with, I feel great because that reframes the topic to how I feel versus how I look. And lastly, find a sport that your body lends itself well to. I'm going to plug roller derby here because my team needs more members. In roller derby, the more diverse the body types are in a team, the stronger it is. Give it a try. Or, I guess, softball or dancing or soccer. Try anything and everything, but especially try roller derby. Well, to wrap up, try to find the exercise that suits you and makes you feel strong. If you want to sit on the couch and not exercise, that's chill too. Try to find spaces that are body positive and not focused on, quote, that summer bod. Because, like, hashtag what summer bod? Hashtag this gut comes with me to the beach. (laughs) Hashtag beach gut. Hashtag beach gut. (laughs) It is what it is. And I'm fine with it. Tag us on Instagram with your hashtag beach gut. We want to see that beach gut, baddies. (laughs) Um, And we're all doing our best. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. um, Exercise is, like, a complicated thing for a lot of us. It's something that I have to continually work on my relationship with exercise, just like I'm working on my relationship with food, with my own body image, with the way that my body moves through the world. So if you don't feel like exercising, if it's too mentally hard, like everyone has their own shit to work through with their body and exercise is literally just being in touch with your body. Yeah, absolutely. So like it's hard and it's okay to have a difficult relationship with it. And if you want to try more, I hope that we gave you a few tips. And if you don't, like whatever. Yeah, whatever. Don't care. Don't care. Doing our best. Move if you want to move. Sit if you want to sit. Yeah. <laughs> keep moving. Keep grooving. Keep sitting. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Tomboy X. The seasons are changing. So should your underwear. They offer tons of different options in sizes extra small to 4X, and they carry loungewear, activewear, and underwear. From bikinis to briefs to boxer briefs to trunks and boy shorts, Tomboy X has got you covered. 
Their activewear line is made from eco-friendly fabrics that are quick dry and moisture wicking, making their products ideal for swimming, working out, adventuring, or all three. I recently did a photo shoot rocking my iconic briefs and essential soft bra in white. Not only did I feel fully supported, but I also felt cute as hell. You were. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this is our new code. Go to tomboyx.com slash SAF15 and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. She's All Fat listeners get an extra 15% off with code SAF15. Again, code SAF15 for an extra 15% off. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Go to tomboyx.com slash SAF15. Now let's move on to It's Okay You Can Ask, a segment that prompted at least 20 of you to send us tweets pitching white auntie types in the last week. (laughs) We'll find answers to our burning questions like, who is Offset and what did he do wrong? I know this now because we (laughs) talked about at the top. It's Cardi B's fiance. Or why are there white people on Twitter putting raisins in mac and cheese? I don't believe you. This is I have links. I'm telling you, (laughs) there are some times when I think that black Twitter is making stuff up to make fun of white people. We're literally retweeting white people and being like, look at what they did. Sometimes I feel like it's just the movie white chicks that you've like made up. (laughs) Just made shit up. I wish I could make up someone doing that. They're doing it. They're doing it. I have the tweets over. No I have the tweets. Anyway, it's your turn. I can't wait. Take it away. Okay. My question is the whitest of all questions I've ever asked. I'm ready. My question happened because I was thinking about Lil Yachty. Okay. (laughs) And I'm just wondering, like, if there's a good source for understanding where rap names come from. (laughs) A good source. (laughs) Honestly, 80s rap names make more sense to me because they tend to be... It's like method man. I'm like, oh, okay, I get that. <laughs> like that he has a method. Yeah. Or like, he's just like it's like sounds like more more of like a superhero name. Mm, or I like Rev Run. Yeah. I'm like that. Make, that's yeah. like a name sounding thing. Mm-hmm. To, it's like he wanted to convey something. Yeah. With it, I start to lose it with like DJ Jazzy <laughs> Jeff. Wait, why not? His name's Jeff. He's Jazzy. That's so weird. <laughs> I don't think that would, there's many more that are so but out of the when box. When we get to like Lil Yachty, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't understand what's up. <laughs> are there like I don't either. But are there like are there like, you know, movements of like the way things are named? <laughs> like okay. is there like tight you know what I mean? Because like Method Man and that cohort cohort, mm-hmm. those are very different kinds of names mm-hmm. than like what's up now. Yeah. Which like, is like even like Flow Rida, which took me years, by the way, to understand it was in, like Florida. I'm in shock right now. <laughs> I will not comment on that years. at this time. Um, but that's like a totally different style. Do yeah. you know what I mean? <sighs> okay, so I think this is a really funny question. Basically, at the core of your question, it's like, what? Where do these new names come from, and like, what is the transition? Well, because like, there's clearly something that white people are missing. Because white rappers, you can always tell they miss the mark, mm-hmm. or even non-white rappers, but just not black rappers, mm-hmm. like Aquafina. That's not a black person. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm like, what is what is the in? Where's the inside info? <laughs> okay, so here's a quote I have to perfectly summarize how I and many other people feel about these new naming conventions. So I'm just going to read you this little snippet. Okay. 
As much fame as Lil Yachty, 21 Savage, and Lil Uzi Vert have gained um, since XXL's annual freshman cover, which is a hip-hop magazine, they're still not known to everyone in the rap game. Lil Wayne, for example, was recently asked what he thought of the new crop of rappers in an interview with the New York Times. Not only did he have an opinion on them, he didn't even know who they were. Here's a quote. I swear to God, I didn't know you were saying people's names just now, so that should probably answer that question, Wayne answered. I just do my own thing. Which I think perfectly like describes it in that a lot of people think that we all understand what's happening when it comes to these rap names. Literally Lil Wayne, who was like the king of rap for a long time, is like Lil Yachty? <laughs> 21 Savage? Yeah. Like we also don't know what's going on. Or like, I, I don't I'm what's not... the name of that white rapper from Cleveland? The one oh Machine Gun Kelly. Oh god. Like that kind of thing. I don't understand. I don't understand it. I don't understand like that's it. Like a like like a literal old time gangster reference. <laughs> Please tell me where Lil Uzi Vert right? would come from. I have from. no idea. But it's but it is like like there's a point I can track it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, there's a era when everyone is doing dog related names. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Snoop Dogg, Bow Wow, Lil mm-hmm. Bow Wow, and there's like a lot of DJ whatever. Mm-hmm. We discussed this before. Yes. But yeah, now that I was like, I saw someone called Lil Yachty on a cover thing, and I was like, huh? <laughs> I also that? do not know. Because it's different from Lil Wayne. His name is Wayne. Right, right, right. <laughs> Lil Yachty's name is not Yacht. Like, it makes more sense. <laughs> I don't know. Even I don't like, understand it. Yeah. Even, I think, like, Cardi B is, like, a made-up name, but, like, there's an origin story totally. for it. Yeah, you know? and, like, also that's what she would go by for a long yeah. time before she became a rapper. But, yeah, I mean, my guess is that it's just, like, people really trying to distinguish themselves because there really is no more, like, trends. Like, the Lil Era, Lil, your actual name, Era, is sort of over, and people are just, like, pulling shit out. Yeah. Like, yeah, 21 Savage, literally, he was like, oh, like, I was 21 and I was a savage. <laughs> it's like... That doesn't make any sense. And now he's 26, and that's you're like, still called 21 Savage. That's like how I chose my AIM screen name. It literally is that. <laughs> Which it's was like that. Sophie 17, because <laughs> I thought it would be cool to be 17. My rap name would be Lil Thickums. <laughs> <laughs> and yours would be uh, DJ give- Feelings. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm the one that just stands in the back going like this. Like <laughs> waving your my waving. hand. <laughs> But it would be on beat, for sure. I actually think my rap name would be Wizard Beats with a Z. I don't hate that. Yeah. I'm interested in the name thing because I feel like it's something that is used as, like, a racist caricature a Mm -hmm. lot. But I... So I was just wondering if there's, like, meaning. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, everyone has their personal, like, you know, the first paragraph on everyone's Wikipedia will tell you why. Um, all right. (laughs) That's it. That's all I got. And that's our show. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send your questions via email or voice recording to fyi at sheaselfatpod.com. Please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super important in making sure people find the show. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the pod next week. She's All Fat is created, produced, and hosted by us, Sophie Carter-Khan and April K. Quio. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. This week, we're posting more information, resources, and readings about rap names just for our Patreon supporters. 
Our music was composed and produced by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish, and our logo is by Britt Scott. This episode was mixed and edited by Maria Wortel. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at She's All Fat Pod. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your pods. Bye! I treach. I treach. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. <laughs> Are we going to get through this because you just said treach? <laughs> yes, it is going to be three hours. I'm so sorry. Ready? No. <laughs> you ready now? Okay. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.